Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Justin Wells of Inside Texas uh, and InsideTexas.com. Uh, we are going to talk about the Longhorns' 52-10 to victory over Louisiana Monroe. Uh, the Longhorns uh, looked good on both sides of the ball, uh, and we're going to go over that, uh, Justin and I are, uh, today. Uh, first, we want to thank our sponsor, Bertolatis and Rodman, the firm uh, down there in the Woodlands. Uh, it's about the relationships there. They like to say the full-service firm specializes in business and real estate law, uh, satisfying the needs of a startup to complex negotiations to every contract needed in between. Bertolatis and Rodman develops lasting, meaningful relationships that put their clients first. Uh, Justin, uh, i tell you who put their clients first last night was Steve Sarkeesian in that second series, uh, taking the weight off of Quinn Ewers and handing the ball to Bijan Robinson. I, I thought that was a key to get to get Bijan going in the game uh, and really opening up the offense from there. That was to me, that was more of a key to get Quinn Ewers in the game. That's what um, I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, he 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 came out, you know, in that first half and he had a little bit of deer in the headlights look. And and that second pass, you know, that that, that he made the interception. That that's a that's a boner mistake. That's a freshman mistake. That that that's that, those are going to be the interceptions that Quinn Ewers throws. And so, what's the best way to settle down a, an anxious, inexperienced quarterback? Hand off, hand off, and some more hand off. And Bijan Robinson took that off of his his plate. He put that on his own shoulders. I thought Bijan looked great uh, in, in in the limited time we kind of saw him. But that's what you do when, when your quarterback is a little jittery and he's. He's in his first game and he's a little nervous. Just turn around and hand it off to one of the best running backs in college football. And so I, I thought Sart did a great job of calming his quarterback down by just simplifying the offense a little bit until he could connect on a few of those passes. And then he found his groove. Yeah, I, I felt like that, uh, to your point, uh, there there came a time in that second series where you you could see the weight of the world go off his shoulders. Right. It was almost like he was like not and, and he does not wear his emotions on his sleeve. I, I, he's not one of those types of quarterbacks that you're going to see a lot of that stuff. But, boy, I felt like he did a good job of settling into the game. I thought Sark, after that first series, uh, allowed him to settle into the game, uh, finishing 16 of 24 for 225 yards, two TDs, one pick uh, on the second throw. So really, after that second throw, Justin, I don't know that he made another what I would call ill-advised throw. Would you agree with that? Probably. I'm going to rewatch it again today, but I, I probably will. You know, after his 0 for 2 start on that first drive, he went 8 of 9 after that. And so that's why Sark is a quarterback guy. He knows, you know, we got we need to calm this guy down. And Quinn, each throw, you saw the confidence get a little bit better. And we've said it before, he's a gunslinger. He's going to sling a pill around the, the field, Bobby. That's it. And that's what he did. The more and more he got comfortable, I give credit to B. John Robinson and Sark for kind of taking some of that off of him. And then I give some credit to Jatavian Sanders because, buddy, that's a guy that's going to be his safety valve. That's going to be a guy that, that catches 40 or 50 balls this year, That's if not more. That's going to be a guy that's going to help Quinn get better week to week. And that was a uh, – fantastic showing so when you got a guy like Bijan to hand it off and you've got a two yard out to to to, to Jatavian Sanders that makes the quarterbacking job at Texas a lot easier yeah a lot of people are comparing him early 
to some of the best Texas tight ends that are that have been, uh, whether it's Jermichael Finley, who we had on the show earlier in the week, uh, or uh, a guy like David Thomas, Bo Scaife. Uh, Texas, I think uh, you and I would agree. I think Texas has a threat at tight end now. No question, no question. And and, and it, just like yours, it's going to take time. Sanders is new. His first catch was last night. That was his first catch in the uniform. And a few plays later was his first touchdown catch at Texas. A lot of firsts last night, Bobby. And when you play a ton of youth and, and you turn over your roster, a third of the way is changed, you're going to have a lot of that kind of stuff. And so Sanders was fun. But you know, you know what I loved about it? Everything we've written about Jatavian Sanders over the last nine months came to fruition last night. Every every line, every word, because this was a kid that make it make, make no mistake. He came self motivated last year. He he arrived to, to to college a little out of shape. I'm not gonna say entitled, but he just wasn't in the right mindset. And he really transformed himself in the offseason, Bobby. He took care of himself. He took care of his body, and and he took that starting job. And so, give him a ton of credit. Even Sark said he probably has the best hands on the team. His his hands are the size of catcher's mitt. And so this is a guy that and, – and, and at the end of the day, I think we have to understand the most important part, and that is Jatavian Sanders was going to lead the first game of the season in targets, and I feel like that because Quinn Ewers took that number three jersey from him. I wondered the whole time how they were going to make that work, and I guarantee you Jatavian said, look, I don't need money. I don't need any of that drink that you sell. I don't need any Wranglers. I'm not trying to go to some rodeo. Won't you just hit me with them targets in that first game? And that's exactly what he did. Six catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown. <laughs> Justin, you have a way of saying things that makes me laugh, bud. Um, you're, you're right, uh, though. He was the primary target uh, for the Longhorns, uh, finishing with six catches for 85 yards, a touchdown. Uh, surprisingly, Jordan Whittington, uh, three catches, Xavier Worthy with just two, although it was Worthy did add, uh, add what I would call it was effectively a swing pass that they counted as a run. Uh, for Xavier yeah. Worthy. So we had three touches as well. Worthy more of a factor in the return game. Um, you know, we 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 talked about this at the start, uh, Justin, and I think I want to mention this clearly here. Uh, the steadying influence of Bijan was, it, it was paramount last night to let uh, Quinn's uh, flow into the game. Bijan finishing with seven carries, uh, excuse me, 10 carries for 71 yards and a touchdown. He also had three catches for 40 yards and a touchdown. He was far, uh, he was not overused, clearly. Uh, only 13 touches, uh, truly, uh, but still very, very effective. His run in the red zone for the touchdown, I mean, he, he made a guy miss, Justin, that literally was a foot within him. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Your, your hand motions say it all. It was like, he's there, no, he's not there. And then he cut twice literally within a two-yard a two-yard um, two uh, piece of grass there uh, at, at DKR. And I, I felt like he was a huge steadying influence. Roshan Johnson with a long touchdown run. Uh, Jonathan Brooks, uh, another strong running performance from him. When he gets yeah. touches, he produces. 19-yard TD run uh, really showed a good burst from him as well. Um this is what's going to take, right, as Texas looks forward to, to Alabama this weekend, uh, some steadying influence uh, from the run game to help uh, Quinn Ewers come along as a passer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. 
When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. No question. You know, Quinn, that's why you have leaders in programs. That's why you have experienced guys that are generally your leaders, because they understand the circumstance. They understand the the, the momentum and, and what's at stake in the moment. And Bijan did. Coach Sarkeesian did. And, and it's so good because every, you know, I, I, I thought of this last night. I was going to tell you this morning. You know, when we we, t- we spoke last week, the most underhyped position room and the most overhyped position room. You said the running back room was the most underhyped. And last night proved your point through and through. If Jonathan, I tweeted this, if Jonathan Brooks is your fourth string running back, buddy, that's a good day. I mean, that, that that's a really strong room. And I think that's what you saw from this, this group. And that's not, I mean, besides giving them, you know, Xavier Worthy and Whittington and, and Sanders, this is what's going to help Quinn Ewers in year one. You know, obviously, you know, like Eric says, it's the year before the year. But, well, this year, the way that Quinn's going to, you know, pr- pr- progress is going to be relying on those tailbacks. And when you've got a Bijan and you got a Rashawn and you got a Keelan Robinson that can catch a flare in the flat, you got a Jonathan Brooks that's that's <laughs> the best fourth string running back in college football, probably. Um, man, that's a, that's a really that's a really good setting. And so when they go in, when, when they go into the game plan this week with with Alabama, they're going to need that running back room as much as anything. They're not. I don't think this is going to be a game where Quinn Ewers going vertical is going to be the reason they that they upset Alabama or they beat Alabama. It's going to be keeping Alabama's offense off the field. It's going to be grinding out yards on the offense for for, for the Horns for Bijan for Rashawn and those guys. And it's going to be controlling the clock, controlling the tempo. And so what we saw last night was just a little bit. You just hope what you hope you've done what you need to do when you're about to face a team like number one, Alabama. Yeah. And and Justin, uh, you cut out there for a second, but I think that that you're right. I mean, Longhorns fans need to uh, be aware uh, that uh, there are going to be ups and downs with this offense. It is it's burgeoning but they're going to have to lean on the run game when and where they can and hope uh, that Quinn Ewers can, can complete those easier passes. I thought he looked good on the easy throws, which was huge, Justin, as well. Uh, a couple, one more, couple more things on offense, and I want to get the defense. What did you think of the offensive line last night, especially the two freshmen? I, I <laughs> it, They did exactly what we thought they would. You know, I, I think, you know, Kelvin looked tremendous. Kelvin's the best offensive tackle in the program. Period. Christian, I mean, Christian Jones is an experienced guy, but he's not as good as Banks. That guy is just a brawler. Um, I love how Cole Hudson looked. I mean, that kid looks like he's been doing this a couple years at the college level. He looked unbelievably prepared and and not overwhelmed. And so, and, and that's those are those are those are those small points that you add up to get confidence week to week. And so when they go in that video session and they talk about Alabama this week and Will Anderson and Dallas Turner, they're going to use these pieces of, of they're going to use these pieces from the last week to kind of build up to that confidence, to build up to that, to that level. I thought Kelvin Banks looked great. I thought uh, I liked seeing Cam Williams come in when he did just to kind of see, you know, 
my goodness, he's not just he's big, but just how agile he is for a guy his size. Um, I thought Devon Campbell was exactly kind of what he was in high school, and that's just a scrappy, athletic, strong kid, and he did well as well. Um, I saw Jake Majors hit the second level at one point on, a, I believe it was off of a screen pass, um, and he looked pretty solid as well, and so Offensive line kept Quinn clean for the most part. That's what you're supposed to do. They kept the penalties very small, which to me I thought was probably the best of all of it. I think Kelvin got maybe dinged for one false start. Um, but to me, to have such a clean game from that from that group, to me that, that was probably the biggest takeaway uh, from that first game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Longhorns only overall only five penalties for 25 yards, so relatively clean game overall. Only two false start penalties, one on Kelvin Banks that you mentioned down in the red zone, uh, and then one from Jake Majors uh, early in the game, like a snap infraction uh, of sorts as well. Um, I thought the O-line overall was really good. I met, You mentioned uh, uh, both Kelvin Banks and uh, Cole Hudson. I would add to the Cole Hudson thing, he's a little chippy. And what I mean by that is he has no problem engaging in contact a lot of guards at Texas uh, in the past 10 years, uh, to be fair, uh, have let guys go if a center has them one-on-one and he's not engaged. They've just let the center keep taking him. Cole Hudson uh, last night in a couple of pass protections got a little chippy and helped the center out. And by helping the center out, he pushed and created a bigger gap for uh, the quarterback to step up into the, into the pocket. So uh, I really thought, Cole Hudson looked like he was a junior, not a freshman. And that's uh, that's just something to keep an eye on because he's got a chance uh, to be a steadying force for that offensive line for a long time to come. Uh, before I go on to defense, and I do want to talk about defense here, Justin, uh, I want to make a couple of other points. One, nice start for Casey Kane. Made a good move in the open field. Uh, frankly, having to respect the run game puts Casey Kane in the one-on-one situation against us smaller corner he makes one guy who's trying to bite at his ankles miss takes right. it 43 yards uh then also i want to mention troy o'mir uh oh, yeah. what a story for that uh, he makes a catch after coming back from two two acls in consecutive years he was aching to get on the field um we've heard about it what, what a great thing there uh but one last piece um and that's this uh while we look at stats Texas passed the ball 29 times last night, rushed the ball 29 times. Completely easy, right? But the thing that I've noticed most, the start of the second half for the Longhorns. Last year, huge bugaboo, right? Second half crater. Uh, week after week. Third quarter. third quarter just got outscored like crazy last week. Started the second half last night with two straight touchdowns, quick touchdowns, first five minutes. That's how you close. That's how you shut up a an underdog on at home. That's exactly what you do to take their will out of it and start playing everybody and their brother. That's a great call. Yeah, I, I, it it that to me is what kind of felt different about this offensive team last night. It kept going as opposed to just the the first half was kind of the the push and then it was hold on right for yeah. dear life a little bit last year. So something to Matt, something to uh, mention. Let's, One let's, quick let's, note on the offense before we shift to defense. Yep. I, I like what I saw from the passing game, but I I had one thought the entire game, and it only amplified afterwards. 
this group is going to miss Isaiah Nayor, Bobby, because that was a guy – we saw a lot of the intermediate close stuff for Quinn. We didn't see him connect a lot on the stuff downfield. And obviously he took some shots. I mean, I, I know a few times Worthy was – it looked like he was double covered on a couple of those shots. It just reminded me Isaiah Nayor was such a loss to this offense because I feel like there would have been a couple of those connecting. I feel like there would have been a couple of those plays – where those big throws that that he made, that Quinn made, they get connected on. And so now we're going to see over the course of the season, Quinn building that rapport with Xavier Worthy, with the Casey Kane, with Jordan Whittington. But my goodness, man, Isaiah Nayor on this team would have been at least a few more wins. Woo! Yeah, it, it, he would have added a different dimension to your point. Hopefully someone like Brennan Thompson uh, can help create that, but he's just a yeah. different type of player even though he has that that elite speed deep. Uh, I want to before we go to defense, I want to thank Bertolotis Rodman, uh, PLLC, uh, for their support of uh, on Texas football as well as inside Texas and our rapid reaction here, uh, reacting to the fifty-two to ten uh, victory for the Longhorns at Bertolotis Rodman. It's about the relationships. The full service firm specializes in business and real estate law, satisfying, satisfying the needs of startups to complex negotiations. Along every part of the process, Bertolotis Rodman puts their clients first uh, and they develop relationships. And uh, Tim Rodman is a friend of ours. And thank you for uh, being part of this show. Uh, all right. Defense. Uh, you're one of your guys. I'm going to start with this. Uh, East Texas proud. Arp stand up. <laughs> DeMarvian overshone. Eight tackles. Two tackles for lost. Uh, I thought he made one of the defensive plays of the game was yes. on the goal line. Uh, he swallowed a bootleg that probably would have been a touch touchdown had he not been there and done it. Uh, what were your thoughts on, on DeMarvian's play last night? One, how great he looks when he's healthy, Bobby. How strong he looks when he's healthy. And it, it, that he's you could see that he's put on some muscle and he's he's gonna be a little bit more durable. I love that play, that 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 tackle of Chandler Rogers, who was I think he was running a bootleg down there on in the red zone. Because the best part was, I don't think Rodgers saw Overshone. I don't think he expected Overshone, who basically came through. I, I didn't see a cape, but it looked like it because the sun was coming at an angle. It looked like a cape. It just, you know how Batman just sort of flows down into it. And like you I, I, I tweeted out, he just ate somebody. Overshone, DeMarvion just ate a player. And you were right. He swallowed him. And I think that gave the defense kind of like a, a boom, kind of like a, Okay, all right. We got some guys around here. We're flying to the ball. Give them a ton of credit, Bobby. That defense flew around the ball. But Overshone, Ian Boyd, our X's and O's guru at, at InsideTexas.com, he, he, he said it best. He's like, well, Overshone's got three positions now. And that's okay. Because when, when, when he comes off the edge in that jack, it's in that 2-4-5. And, and he looked great. And I know Ian Boyd had written a bunch about the potential that that defense could show. And so give give – Coach PK credit, guys. This is something I, I thought he put together a good package because Chandler Rogers was actually a pretty good quarterback, and and I thought I thought ULM actually had some pretty good little weapons. They, uh, you know, that's a program that recruits East Texas as well. Their little tailback Malik Jackson Jackson was from Lufkin, and then uh, the safety Tristan Diggers, who had the first interception, uh, he's from Hallsville, and so there, there, there's definitely some some ties there. But man, you just love Overshone sideline to sideline. The quintessential everywhere guy. Just let him roam that, that 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 area, that second level, and let him shoot gaps and let him figure it out. And and to me, Overshone, 
you know, that's a jolt the defense needed because we didn't, we don't know who's the guy over there yet. And every great defense has a guy. And so far it looks like Overshone might try to take that crown. I got to say this. Uh, I think that PK, uh, Coach Kritkowski, Pete Kritkowski, the defense coordinator, put DeMarvian in a position to succeed. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Um, there is no question in my mind that he is better from a chase position or a, you know, he's better coming at people from an angle because he's so he's so lengthy and so lanky and so quick he changes people's direction on offense. And so if he gets an angle on you, it just makes him that much more explosive as opposed to being a, a, almost a stationary object as a middle yeah. linebacker. Um, and that, that allows, uh, that was a defense more suited to perhaps the most talented players on defense uh, uh, abilities. And I thought that was really, really important. Um, I, I also want to mention this, uh, that ties into this next point. Justin, get your thought on this. The varied looks we saw from uh, PK in game one, uh, just Jalen Gilbo coming from everywhere, it felt like, really at that spur position, uh, whether that was on a blitz or a run blitz or uh, what have you, dropping into coverage, going man at times, uh, playing, playing zone behind it. Uh, I felt like that was a thing. But the other one that caught my eye was, Middle of the third quarter, I start seeing Ethan Burke lining up at essentially a, a middle linebacker spot as a spy yeah. on the quarterback. I did. Did you expect that? I mean, I look. I I went to two or three practices that the meeting media availability was there, and uh, uh, the uh, obviously the uh, open practice. I never saw that coming. Did you? Did you know that was in the works or? Uh, was that kind of taken no. by surprise too? That, that you know the the times we saw Burke, it was obviously on the edge. You know, it, it basically pinning his ears back. True freshman out of Westlake, it, it, it was pinning his ears back just to go to the quarterback because you're not going to put a lot on the plate of a true freshman. And then in the game last night, I started seeing him move him around a little bit, and at some point he was lined up inside on the defensive line multiple <laughs> and, times, multiple and, and, times. And I want to say he made a couple tackles. Uh, in the fourth quarter as well. I know for one, for sure. And so, and, and let's, you know, re rewind to when Coach Sark talked about Burke a little bit and talking about his natural ability that he brings. Uh, you know, he's a kid that this class was really good, Bobby, but a lot of people didn't talk about Burke. Now, granted, he he, went, he came in the class late, a late flip from from Michigan, I believe. Um, and, and so, and, and also he was, you know, big in lacrosse. So I think there just wasn't a lot of exposure there. Uh, for, for people outside of the inside Texas community. And, and this guy really, <laughs> he's he's chomping at the bit. You can tell he's got that edge to him. You can tell he's and he's smart enough to where you can move him around. PK, they showed a lot of looks. Some of them I'm not familiar with. This is That's what PK wants to do. And as long as the guys know where they're at, it kind of reminded me a few years ago when when Coach when, when Todd Orlando was the defensive coordinator, and it seemed like every week they would come out with a different front. 
a different look for the offense. But the problem was that was only one week of repping it. And so the guys didn't really understand their assignments. They knew a little bit, but they didn't know near enough to run it on a regular basis. These guys last night knew what they were doing. Jaron Thompson was playing some quarterback back there and getting guys in the right position. I, I noticed a lot of, of talking with Jamison and, 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 and a couple other uh, uh, Ryan Watts as well. That's another one I was I was surprised with. I shouldn't have been, but Ryan Watts can stop the run. And then at one point they had Ryan Watts. He was on the weak side. He came up. On, he looked like an edge outside linebacker. He kept contained. He held the edge and actually made the play. And so – uh, there was a lot of little things I saw from the defense where I thought, all right, that's a data point of positivity. That's a data point. And so those add up. And that's that confidence builder. It's like we talked about with the offensive line. It's the confidence. They'll see that video session today. They'll see the good. They'll see the bad. And they'll, they'll grow from that. And Ethan Burke, you know, <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be a guy you have to pay attention to. He has got a really good skill set. He's smart, he's athletic, and he's also 6'5", 230, 240 pounds. We talk about him because he's uh, he got put in so many different positions. But tell me you weren't just happy as anybody when you saw Baron Sorrell get those sacks. I mean, yeah, <laughs> his, dad, his dad has been on some of these on Texas football chats with us. Um, and you, you and I have both seen him, and we've got, hey, man, this is kind of cool. Well, it paid off yesterday. His dad had to be smiling uh, from the stands or, or at home. Not sure where Mr. Sorrell was, uh, but Barron had a heck of a game last night. You know, yeah, th this is one of those times where, where, where I, I, I give myself a bruise from the pat. Because for nine months, Justin Wells has been writing about Baron Sorrell as the breakout player for 2022. Check it out at InsideTexas.com. We've got a great discount, four months for a dollar. Come hang out with us. If you want to know the info, we we're going to tell you, Baron Sorrell made us all look really good, Bobby. And first play of the game, tackle for loss. First hey, play hey, of the game. hey, hey, Justin, not only did Sorrell make inside Texas look good, Jatavian Sanders did too. Uh, I'm, I'm going to yeah, say those this. Those practice reports I mean, came through over, over yeah. the time. And, and, yeah, and so let me let me get the, the, the ice pack off my shoulder after I've done enough of that. But, yeah, Sorrell, first play of the game, tackle for loss. Then he gets a sack on the next series. And then I think his second sack was was in the second half, and I had texted you. I said, "Listen, man, we got to give we got to give his dad, Mister Sorrell, a shout out because that man predicted two sacks on on, on Saturday night, and my man, he was right. And and, and it was Baron Sorrell. Every you know, we saw what everyone has been talking about. He just comes as a grown up. He's a business like kid. He takes every rep serious. He takes every practice serious." He takes the process and loves it and enjoys it and, and like surrounds himself in it. And at the end of the day, you see the plays on the field. And and if if there was one guy that at the end of the end of the game, PK was had a really big grin about, it should be Baron Sorrell. That should yeah, be a guy that's like, you know what? I put him in good spots and I feel great for where he looked. And now I think that's only going to give them more opportunities to add more to his plate. And we're going to see more of that athleticism. I want to say this uh, as well. Uh, I felt like uh, it may end up being only one and a half sacks, by the way, because Moro Ojomo may get a half sack credit uh, yeah. on one of them. At the same time, I want to say this. Moro Ojomo was one of the guys that stood up and said, hey, Baron Sorrell is going to be a player at Texas because of how he goes about his business. I thought Moro Ojomo had a nice game last night, too. Does not get a lot of run because he's more of a he's not a wow player. Uh, right. 
but he played steady uh, and was part of that run defense. And I want to talk about the run defense next, Justin. Uh, stats of note real quick. Um, the uh, Warhawks, ULM, rushed for 90, just 92 yards last night, but here on, on uh, 41 carries. That Ooh. sounds really, really good. 2.2 yards per carry. Yeah, that's two, but, two a carry. Uh, let, let me make it sound even better. And this is what I was impressed with. That fourth quarter drive that ULM went on for 83 yards for the touchdown to make it 52-10 when the first stringers were out. Yeah. I mean, they there were no first stringers. They were yeah. having a juice box by that time. Yeah, exactly. Well, 37 of those um, 92 yards came on that one series on rushing. And so really on four on just four carries. And so 65 yards on um, 37 carries would have been a 1.4 yard per carry number. That that after a team that gave up five plus yards per run a year ago. Right. That that's massive improvement. Um, my hat's off there uh, to Diamante Tucker Dorsey. I thought he he and Jalen Ford on the inside, Justin. I think you now have two linebackers, inside linebackers, that have the physicality and the nose for the football. Um, they're not on skates. They're moving forward. I'm not saying they're perfect because nobody, no, no one is dramatically better than a year ago against the run, though. Absolutely. Also, give Byron Murphy credit. Um, that guy, you know, we talked about Overshone, you know, swallowing Chandler, Chandler Rogers. Uh, Byron Murphy was swallowing double teams. He was allowing Jalen Ford and and and, and those guys and, and and Tucker Dorsey to to be free to keep you know to to get out keep out of the wash out of the fray and, and make those plays inside. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I, I, you know, it's funny with Morrow, you know, people, he got hammered really hard in the spring for, for telling a lot of truths. And, and, and so that, that's the thing. I love what he said about Sorrell and, and that you reminded me of because Morrow had been trying to tell people for a while. He played a good game. I thought Byron Murphy played a good game. I thought Vernon Broughton was active. I thought I liked how he got up and down the the, the line of scrimmage uh, on a lot of those toss plays. And so, yeah, you stop the run on defense, you give yourself like an 80% chance of winning the game. It, it, it's one of those basics. If you win the turnover margin, if you if you if you get get off the field on third downs, and, and if you make those stops, you, you win a lot of games that way. And if you can, if you're holding the team to 1.5 yards to two yards to carry, you're probably going to put yourself in a position to win. And that's what you're supposed to do against a ULM team. That's what you're no, supposed to do against that kind of group. But we've seen that same game and not do it. We, we've seen them get gashed early on before. We've seen Louisiana Tech be able to move the ball a little bit. We saw Uni University of Louisiana Lafayette move the ball a little bit. We didn't see that from ULM. And, I, you know, the interior defense, those guys, There's a, it's deep, Bobby, Murphy, Jomo, Sweat, Broughton, uh, Coburn. I think Coburn, I don't. I can't remember if he had a sack, but I know he had a tackle for loss. Like these things, the, there's guys down there with experience and size and ability. And so if you can rotate those guys, if you can keep them fresh, 
that's that's a great recipe to stop in the run the rest of the season. And they're going to need to because they're, they're going to face some really good uh, backfields, including this coming Saturday. Alabama's bringing some some good running backs. And so stopping the run is paramount uh, for, for, for P, PK and this guy and this team this season to get to that ex- expectation of wins, eight, nine, possibly ten. Um, you take away that one or that one drive of 83 yards in the fourth quarter. Uh, Texas would have held ULM to 170 yards total offense. That's a, that's a improvement in every way you slice it for a defense last year that got sliced. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> cash, slice, use the term, whatever you want to. Uh, that That is the case. I, I want to talk to you a couple more things, both overall and special teams. Before I do, I want to mention uh, Bertolotis Rodman, Tim Rodman there. Uh, for those guys down there and, and their legal uh, firm for uh, both real estate and uh, business law. Uh, it's about the relationships and satisfying the needs of complex and neg- from complex negotiations to every contract uh, you could uh, possibly imagine. Bertolatus Rodman develops lasting, meaningful relations relationships that put their clients first. Please give them a shout if you need uh, help in the legal field soon. Uh, all right. Let's go now, Justin, to special teams. And I want to save one player. Um, I was going to mention him as part of the defense, but I want to put him on the I want to wanted to put him in the special teams because he caused the the uh, game's first touchdown. That's Deshaun Jameson, uh, the senior from Houston Lamar, blocked the punt that allowed Keelan Robinson to scoop and score uh, to give Texas a 7-0 lead. Uh, then directly affects the game again with a pick six. Uh, to uh, in, to a pick six that added another another seven points to the board. We talk about special teams being important. Uh, Jamison, a key part of that. The flip side, obviously, Isaac Pearson uh, mishandling a snap on a uh, field goal attempt to end the half, getting pulled in the second half for mishandling a, a punt snap, uh, something they obviously got to look forward to. But let's start with uh, Deshaun Jamison. Uh, and talk about his play, talk about Xavier Worthy's punt return, if you want to, uh, special teams in general. You know, with Jeff Banks in Austin, I don't worry about special teams anymore. I I mean, it, it's something that's on my mind, especially if you're a Texas fan, college football fan. But, man, Jeff Banks convinces people that it is easily the third phase of the game. It's as, as important as the other two. I mean, Jeff Banks is a, a special teams truther. And the you know what? I loved, you know, you you nailed a lot of them. You know, Keelan Robinson coming off the edge as a gunner is just unfair. And it, and it really opens stuff up for Deshaun on the other side. When you, instead of Deshaun returning the punt, he's up on the he's up, he's up on the line and punt block. That I thought that was tremendous. But I, I want to give a lot of credit. And, and the punting game will get better. I think Pearson will, will be a little bit better. We'll, we'll see what Trejo does. We'll, we'll you know, Banks will He'll he'll figure that out. The holder, I think that'll be something that gets figured out. I'm a little I'm a little confused that it's not Hudson Card because it's been Card for a while and he's got incredible hands. But I'm not questioning Jeff Banks. He knows what he's doing and that's where he's putting. That's where he wants his guy. I got to say this: Hudson Card came in in the second half and was the holder. <laughs> oh, okay. see that Hudson that Card. Yeah, like, he came I'm, back I mean, in. He's, I think, he's, he's really good at that. <laughs> I think I think I think they would be well positioned to continue that because it also gives you the the quarterback look uh, coming out of that for any kind of fakes or bad snaps that allows you to run a fire drill basically in those scenarios. So I, I bet that I bet that sticks. I'm not sure 
Trejo taking over for Pearson at punter sticks, but we'll see. Right. But the, the, the best thing I want to say is, was on the punt return, I believe it was Jamison. Or no, no, it was Worthy. No blocking in the back. Those players, Michael Taff, and, and I think it was Jalen Gilbo, and, and there was somebody else I know I'm missing. When they had that wall come up on that edge, coming up the sideline, you don't you, you don't have to hit them. Just be a shield. Use your body. Box them out like in basketball. That's exactly what those guys did. That's coaching, Bobby. And that right there, those are the little things that make a win, not a loss. That Those are the little things that add up over the course of a season that, that wind up getting you closer to where you're trying to be in the conference championship you know, conversation. So I, from a special team standpoint, it was fun because you saw improvement. You saw good coaching. You saw it implemented on the field in front of us. And and so and then uh, we we got a kicker, Bert Auburn. You know he's um hmm, he's got some hair, Bobby. And and I don't blame him for the shank. I don't blame him for the shank. That was um that ball was put down about point two seconds before he kicked it. And so I don't blame him for that. But overall, I, I was pleased with special teams, especially you score a touchdown on that side of the ball. You give yourself you're in a category of like 65, 70 percent to win games. You, you, you block a punt. You're in a category to win a bunch more games. Like it's all there's so many analytical data points when you add those things together. That's the difference in a team going five and seven and a team going nine and three. And, and right. to me, we saw those little bit. We saw little holes, a little bit of light from each series when we saw that in the second half i I agree with that um let's go to overall thoughts now okay uh we talked about the offense we've talked about the defense here on the rapid reaction on texas football uh with uh, inside texas's expert uh and analyst uh justin wells uh justin i want to go and talk to you about this um i wrote this morning on inside texas and and rod babers and i talked about it on the post game show last night i felt like uh it was a a group of things, not any one thing that Texas improved on on defense year over year. Communication was better. We talked about that all offseason in the secondary. You, you mentioned it. Uh, you not only saw Jaron Thompson back there, but Ryan Watts, uh, when they had lined up wrong, got him, got him in, in position. It was a group effort. They put more players. That's number one. Number two. They put more guys in a position to succeed. Moving uh, DeMarvian over, shown around. They've got more guys stepping up. Baron Sorrell is a great example there. Um, I I felt like overall the defense just was such a better defense as opposed to a collection of individuals. They often played like a team last night. Uh, On offense, I'd love to get your thoughts overall there uh, as well. Um, well, on defense, I mean, you nailed it, Bobby. I, there's nothing I can really add. You, you're right. You know, we, we had been told for nine months that it's a different culture in the program, that the guys really like each other, that they hang out with each other, that they spend time together. And we've talked about how that camaraderie can 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 add to wins on the field when, when, when you do those things right, when you play for the guy beside you. And like I said before, it sounds kind of cheesy, but it's real. These guys, that, that they're still young guys, and, and it, it's real. It's, it's a motivating factor. And so I, I really like the different multi-looks on defense. I like different guys stepping up. I like different guys being vocal. It doesn't have to be Jaron Thompson all the time. It doesn't have to be overshown. It can be Ryan Watts. It can be a, a Deshaun Jameson or a, a, a Moro Ajomo, somebody like that. Uh, so I, I really think you, you nailed it on defense. On the offensive side, you know, you take out the first drive 
which is almost like, you know, that's his mulligan, basically. Like, you know, it, it was almost like it was his first, you know, PGA event. And it was that Thursday morning and he's and he's nervous and he's got all those butterflies and he slices the ball into the freaking, you know, into the crowd. And it was, you know, what's funny is like, get that out of your system. And he did within like two minutes. Because <laughs> we knew he was going to go big. It's very, so very important, very important point here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Short-term memory. Oh, when you yes. Excellent. Absolutely. And that, to me, e- each series I, felt a little bit better than it, the one before. Yes. Hey, and the thing there, Justin, to your point, is not only did he do that, Sark helped him do that, too. Right? And so I, I got the feeling that those two guys may have something a little special in store as he grows and develops. You agree with that? If that relationship is as good as we think it is, that's imperative to the success of this program. And and I think that's why he was part of the reason he was named the starter. Because there's, you know, Sark had said in, in a few press conferences, you know, Quinn's played at a high level for a long time, and he's going to continue to do that. He, he, he knows what Quinn is going to do. He knows what Quinn's ability is. And so he has – when you put that much faith in your quarterback – and knowing Quinn Ewers, knowing that his quarterback coach, his offensive coordinator, his head coach, they all have that that faith in him to where you, you basically just tell the kid, grip it and rip it. There's nothing a quarterback wants to hear more than grip it and rip it. And that's what Sark did. He trusted these guys. And when he ripped it a little too much, he's like, okay, we're going we're gonna to backpedal here. We're going to go with Bijan for the next few series. We're going to get you settled down a little bit. I'm going to find some stuff on the underneath. And then we'll go back vertical. That's exactly what they did. And so overall, that relationship, it wasn't just seeing how Quinn performed, and I, and I thought he did really well. It's that Sart trusts him. And when, when when players know the coaches trust them, I don't know if there's a bigger a bigger positive you can add. Because that when they have faith in you that you can do this, because ultimately, Bobby, the players have to make the plays. The coaches can't do it. And you said this four or five times in this video session already. The coaches put these guys in the best position to succeed. That's their job. And if and, and Sark is that his job is to cultivate that quarterback room, cultivate that offense, giving Quinn Ewers the keys to the to the burnt orange Lamborghini that that he borrowed probably from Michael Huff, <laughs> giving him the keys and saying, "All right, buddy, don't get a speeding ticket yet." But he gets a speeding ticket next series. He starts putting in cruise. And once he was in cruise control, he was driving that offensive bus. And at the end of the day, that relationship, Bobby, if Texas is going to be really good over the next few years, that has to continue to grow. And if I'm a Texas fan, that is one of the biggest things. It's not that Quinn Ewers look great. It's that Coach Sark and Quinn Ewers have such a good trust and faith with each other that that's only going to get better and, and magnified. Well, I tell you what, I thought I thought it was a good first start, a good first game for not only yours, but the Longhorns in general. The defense looked uh, stronger 
as well. Longhorns beat uh, ULM 52 to 10. Uh, you and I, Justin, will talk again more this week. You know that, and I know that. We've got a lot of stuff in store heading into the Alabama game. Uh, we've got lunch with the coach here on On Texas Football tomorrow. Uh, this is this uh, show, the rapid reaction uh, from yesterday's game, has been brought to you by uh, Bertolottis and Rodman, uh, the fir law firm down there in the Woodlands. Uh, at Bertolottis and Rodman, it is the relate about the relationships. The full-service firm specializes in business and real estate law, satisfying the needs of a startup to complex negotiations to every contract in between. Uh, Bertolottis and Rodman develops lasting, meaningful relationships that put their clients first. Uh, Justin, I appreciate your time today. Uh, please check out our stuff on InsideTexas.com. Uh, guys, uh, it's it's we've already got multiple articles up from last night. Uh, we've got more coming to later today. Uh, please join us. It was fun on the game thread last night. I checked in on that a little bit too. Uh, Justin, it's good to get a win after nine months of a maybe a sour taste of a football season, uh, but a big game coming up this weekend for the Longhorns. Absolutely, Bobby. It was it was what if you were going into the game and thinking if you're a coach, what's the best outcome? This is probably that. It, it, everything kind of lined up the way it should. And, and if you're going to start a season this way, that's the way to do it. And so give those guys a ton of credit. They've been hitting each other for nine months. This was a long off season, Bobby. There was a lot of new faces, a lot of newcomers, a lot of a, a lot of chances for stuff to go wrong, for things to get missed, for assignments to not be covered, just because it's everything was new. But they weren't. They were prepared. And to me, Bobby, that's the biggest takeaway of all. I see, We see the athletes. We see the talent. We see the large humans. But it, it, it's the, the takeaway is everybody's on the same page. And to me, you're going to need that when, Crimson, when the Crimson Tide pull up on Saturday morning. Nick Saban's coming from Tuscaloosa, and he's bringing hell with him. I mentioned this last night, uh, Alabama, uh, 350 yards of offense in the first half. <laughs> I just want you to understand they are bringing some dudes now. Um, uh, the other thing I wanted uh, I wanted to say, and just to echo part of what you're what you're saying there, Justin, is that take the next step now, Texas. There you go. I don't I don't know that anybody expects the Longhorns to win next week. No, I you know nobody that I've talked to expects that. I'm not saying that upsets won't happen or can't happen that sort of stuff. It's football after all. Um, but I will say this, take the next step, rise to the occasion, and really figure out what you can do against the best of the best. You figured out what you can do against a team that is not very good in ULM. Right. Now figure out what you can do against the very, very best the country has to offer. That's what sits in front of Texas as they go into this week. All right. For Justin Wells, I'm Bobby Burton. This has been On Texas Football Rapid Reaction. The Longhorns win 52 to 10.